0: Welcome to Springboard, of virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, ably led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and the point of convergence for the greatest minds. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation in partnership with the multimedia group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse. UMB Bank, the enterprise group with support from the graphic business. That means that on Tuesday, the full transcript of today's interview will be on page 18 of the graphic business. So our series in the engine room has become a must watch for many because it brings out the back room secrets, the untold stories of the lives and professional journeys of frontliners in various fields, academia, media, corporate life, ministry, and everything in between. So far we've had very exciting episodes we would like you to check out on my YouTube page, Albert Okran, like those with Diana Hamilton, Israel Allaye, Anita Eskin, Father Campbell, Kami Eugene, Dorinando, and so many of them that you will find very instructive. My guest for today in the engine room has 40 years of corporate experience, one of the most respected CEOs in this country and a very special person here in the springboard family. She's worked largely as a communications consultant and a trainer and facilitator. The CEO and founder of StratCom Africa, Auntie Estakoba Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for making time to join us on your virtual university.
1: Thank you, Albert. Um, It's always a delight to be with you because of the way you are able to draw lessons from ordinary things that we see around us and to impact lives. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank Thank
0: you. you. We are knowledge hunters. (laughs) We hunt from them (laughs) in in different places, but we we celebrate people here on this platform. The last time you were here, you used the words beautiful Ghana. And it's one thing that we believe very much in springboard. Finding what's beautiful about this country and throwing light for mm-hmm. everyone to see. Mm-hmm. So your last time on, on the road show was in 2011, exactly 10 years ago. <laughs> and then you also were on the virtual university with Charles Minister talking about planning in 2014. Mm-hmm. But today I want to go into the engine room of your life and trace your professional journey in the learnings. But let's start by congratulating you on the recent... Flower and garden. Say we we're there for tonight, and we we're absolutely blown away. What's the inspiration behind that project?
1: The inspiration is simple. Uh, basically, we have God-given resources that we're probably not paying enough attention to, and we're being unfair to God wow. <laughs> as it were because we're paying a lot of attention to the gold. Um, Oil and gas and others, without looking at the flora and fauna, God, in I mean, for me as a Christian, I look at how God created this world. It was in chaos and he created the world of a garden and then he created the garden of Eden. So he created gardens before creating human beings. So he wanted a safe place for human beings to live. And then when he finished, he said, have dominion. He made a steward of this earth. It is from good stewardship that we get the gold and the oil and everything. If we destroy what he has created, Then we won't even get the rest of what he wants us to have. So my inspiration is just ensuring that the world remains green and beautiful. The world remains healthy. We remain healthy, clean and wealthy. So that is the inspiration. And I just love nature. I guess, like Jesus Christ, I always go to my Garden of Gethsemane to to
0: draw inspiration, to draw health and wealth and, for the days and strength ahead. for the days ahead. You talk about it with a smile on your face. I recall, and this is your 10th year, correct? The, I mean, we're this? entering the 10th year now. Right. And and that that's a really beautiful initiative. And it fits into my thoughts about a beautiful Ghana because not too long ago, I was in Sunyani, and it's it's so green in Sunyani, mm, and I took mm, wonderful mm, pictures of Sunyani mm, and posted it with the hashtag my beautiful Ghana and people were describing the greens. Mm, it, it seems mm. that when you post pictures of greens, trees, flowers, at dawn, people love it exactly. So why are we not putting in the effort required to keep the world green that sense, you ask.
1: the the interesting thing is that. When you have green spaces in Ghana, people do not litter there. People keep them clean. But I would like also to pick on the beautiful Ghana. The beautiful Ghana is not necessarily only in the green, the beautiful Ghana emanates from the beauty of the people of Ghana. Absolutely. And so the green is created. (laughs) by human beings, and we, we are able to do that. We as individuals, we as communities, have the responsibility to take care of our environment.
0: You, you just are drawing me into this because <laughs> I just can't leave you. Let me do one more on this before I come to your story. I just that uh, another thing that caught my attention and kept it while at the garden uh, and floral fair was a number of people I met who had, some of whom had, had abandoned their corporate jobs. I met two bankers and I met those who were also combined. They called it their tie-and-die business. Yes. But, <laughs> but it was quite yeah. heartwarming to see yeah. somebody who told me, I told you I left this big bank and I'm doing this and I've never looked back. Should we rethink how we look at our careers and encourage more people who do not believe that they belong in the corporate space to step out and pursue what their real talent, passion or love is professionally.
1: What I think is that we have all been created with different talents and when you read, uh, you know, excuse me, for the Bible you see, I gave you two talents, I gave you three talents, it's more than one talent. so. You find people in the corporate world who also have a passion for something else. Yes, I must say the show is actually stealing a lot of people from things that they were doing that they really were not enjoying or they are combining the two and are very happy. We can multiply our talents just as these plants multiply. And we can nurture our talents to benefit us and benefit other people.
0: Let me take you back, because flies is, in a sense, your second love. (laughs) But let me take you back to the root of everything, because you speak, eat, drink, and sleep communications. Let me take you back to your childhood. Did you ever think you would do what you do?
1: I knew that there were two things that as I grew up, I knew I would do. One is using whatever skills I have, facilitating development, I didn't know how. I like to see people gaining knowledge and using that knowledge to build something or change what they're doing. And I also like to promote mutual understanding. I didn't quite know, of course, when I was a child that communication would have anything to do with this. But traveling between Second D and Commenda, I always thought, what would it take for the people along the journey to also live in an environment, environment like Second D? And of course, in Commenda, at that time there was no electricity, there was, we fetched water from an underground pond, at a spring called Pupu, and uh, from what a well. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> and, 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 and one of the things that stayed with me as a child as I was going to school in Commenda was one time when a commercial bank set up, An office there, and there was a town crier that that came out from the chief to tell the people of Komenda that instead of keeping money in their nets, the fishermen, they should send the money to the bank because sometimes rodents would eat up the money. Then also there was a time when water. Tap water had been supplied, and people were not patronizing it as as much, especially during the rainy season, because our underground spring, that is Pupu, was overflowing, and it was almost like the goddess that was, you know, the being behind Pupu that was providing us the water, her breasts were full, and they were hurting, and we were rejecting that and using you know, pipe on water. As I studied and I thought about all these things, I thought, I mean, they were doing, they were using the systems, we were using the systems that we knew for our survival. And how then do you transition people like, you know, with that kind of orientation to new ways of doing things without offending what they are rooted in. And that I found communication as a tool for engineering behavior change. Also, at the time, I would hear, So people would be walking within the community, advertising their wares. So you exchange oh, those your you don't money, understand the language of yes, frantic. it's
0: exchange
1: your money for eggs. And so that was oh, advertising. J- okay. Okay. Yes. so you speak so very well. Because in growing up, we were made to speak Fante. We're not even allowed to say mommy and daddy. We had to say ma, na pa, pa. ma, 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 so looking at advertising in that you know, s- uh, small space, so I said, how do you get people to patronize? So over time, my mission, my passion has been, how do you use communication as a tool for human development? Communication is a necessity for national development, for corporate profitability, and indeed for individual enhan- uh, enhancement livelihood enhancement so okay. for me that my my childhood experiences are
0: what have you know informed my love for communication you see the beautiful thing about what you just did is is what my whole life i love the most Taking a simple thing like a town crier. Dewuru. Yes. 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 And telling you, don't put your money. Exactly. Under your bed. And so that is what
1: in fact, when we started at Stratcom Africa, our symbol, one of our major symbols was a town crier beating the, the thing, the two pronged thing
0: with sound waves going into a satellite dish this is springboard of university and time in the engine room with madame esther Koba, ceo and founder of stratcom africa she's been telling us about her childhood and telling us how a town crier talking about banking talking about the breasts of the goddess and local people hawking their bread held coalesce her thoughts about development and promoting mutual understanding into a career in communications i have lots of questions for you and i'm going to switch away completely you mentioned places like salt pond you mentioned Equasi the last time you were here you mentioned ekitechi commander and then you've just Komenda. yes you mentioned mofretrum let me ask you a question madam esther so, something Mr. Janssen said on this show years ago, and then if I'm not wrong, Alex Banfu, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. both of them mentioned that they went to Saito. Yes. And yet, they speak impeccable Queen's English and they rose to the very top of the corporate field. And just,
1: Yes, <laughs> can
0: somebody who goes to Saito today become another Koba.
1: I, I I don't see why not. If the systems are right, and if the home uh,
0: support is also right, help me to understand it. Because you speak English so beautifully. I do. You uh, mentioned you <laughs> mentioned the places that <laughs> people will say on, hey, so it's fun. not the it's <laughs> not, and that's another matter to be, being able to speak both the local language and the English language so well, but. My parents will sometimes feel that call the big ones, the GIS, the TIS, the this and the that and the data, they can't become. Are you saying that any opportunity for the child gets with education with appropriate home support they can live out their dreams?
1: You see, the context also informs how uh, institutions develop and deliver. In my time, it was what is now called Saito. I mean, I went to Salt Pond uh, Methodist School. In fact, I carried sand. We built the place ourselves. I was in class one. They'd give me a small pan. I went to Second D, Boundary Road, Equasi Methodist, and Commander Ellie. And those were the schools that were available. We had no other. And our teachers taught us to, to I don't know, they, they taught us what we know now and our parents knew that there was no other. I remember there were a few people that went to what they called preparatory school at that time, but they were very few. And at that time, parents had confidence in these public schools. What I have seen happening over the years is a loss of confidence in the public school and unfortunately all kinds of reasons are assigned I have not had the privilege of being in the thick of you know the management of this situation but I would say what I would say as somebody that tries to facilitate development, change, and promote understanding, is can we try to understand the real root causes? Because to deliver effective communication or something that, and in this case, how do you communicate a public school verbally and non verbally in a manner? that people accept and patronize the public school. You first have to live in the reality of the other person. Why is it that public schools are seen a certain way and therefore are now losing their glitter? I am very proud. I'm a proud Saito girl.
0: Anytime I hear you speak, you mention it with a smile yes. on your face.
1: Oh, yes. Because I, I actually wish that we would, just, we would have just that. And my mother, my aunties and all that, they all went to these commender side schools. And they have produced <laughs> all of us who are, by God's grace, doing a little bit. What is it that has gone wrong? And what I see, unfortunately, is that a lot of the times when we all get desperate about what is going wrong, instead of going to the root of what is going wrong, we blame each other, just as Adam and Eve
0: did. I want to go for a brief break. When I come back, I'm going to find out as you travel the corporate road, what are the biggest lessons you've gleaned? And how, do the, how will these lessons guide us as we forge ahead into the future? It would seem that everything in your life is centered on communication and understanding. <laughs> I want to find out from you when I come back, how critical is it to all our decision making? If you just join us, this is Springboard of Virtual University with my guest today, Esther Koba, CEO of Stratcom Africa, helping us to understand the pillars, the lessons of her life. And there are so many of them, and we'll be giving some more as we come back from this break. Let me say a big thank you to MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, the Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Business for bringing this to you and to you out there for making a date with us every single week, be writing down your own lessons because we'll be debating which one is your favorite from Madame Estakova. Please don't (laughs) worry.
1: Don't be left out. Download the MTN Pulse app from the App Store or Play Store to mash up all day, every day. You can also enjoy more mash up. Just buy the new Mega Bundle and get 3GB data, extra 400MB for your social apps, and free MTN to MTN calls every Monday. So just go ahead, feel the pulse. On MTN Pulse, just be. We're good together everywhere you go. From football fans... To football star.
0: At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties, so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. (laughs) UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we're poised to make a difference, not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. From tabletop trader to supermarket owner, at Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. Welcome back to Springboard, a better university brought to you by the Springboard Rishi Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, UMB Bank with support from the graphic business. Look out for page 18 of the graphic business for today's for the transcript of today's beautiful conversation with the beautiful CEO of the Stratcom Africa, our good friend, Madame Esther Koba. So far she's been telling us about the world as a garden. She says celebrating flora and fauna is part of being responsible stewards of God's creation. I love it. I love it. She says, we, we we cheat God when we don't treat the, the, the greens well. So we repented today. The second one is about the beautiful Ghana. She talks about beautiful ideas, beautiful plants, beautiful talents, beautiful people, and by extension, healthier and wealthier people. I love it. The third one is about talent. She says we need to rethink our perspective about our careers and harness our talents and multiply them to create economic opportunity. She said she grew up thinking about development and promoting mutual understanding but never linked to communication until a town crier hit the town about banking at one point and then again at, about water at another point. That combined with hawkers selling their produce triggered in her mind that all these could be harnessed into communication and she went on to do it in her own way. Not abandoning what was there before, but bridging it with modern technology to deliver it in a dutiful way. She also mentions Saito and says she's a proud, do you say Saito, whatever, a proud product of a Saito. She went to Saito all her her primary days and she talked about the teachers teaching them everything they knew and parents having confidence in the system. It's a conversation that I find very stimulating because it's challenging us to be the better version of ourselves. Anteesta, let me go back to your career and particularly to your pioneering work before STRATCOM, setting up the public affairs departments of GEOC, GNPC, and West Africa Gas Pipeline where you were the first external affairs manager. Was it challenging breaking into these environments especially with public affairs that was at the time probably not as known as it is today
1: it was it was challenging but exciting my I guess naturally I like challenging situations it's boring to deal with everyday things that uh, don't challenge you so at Gihok at the time that I went there the marketing department had been uh, set up as a a subsidiary called catco and so that had been closed down and i was fresh from communication school i had done uh, about six months with the u.s information service as an intern and there was i in this room alone at that time the room was left with some papers and things I took off my shoes. I swept. I put the desk there, sat beside, behind it, and thoroughly enjoyed working for twenty-six companies that had been set by a set up by our first president, Kwame Nkrumah. Gihok
0: was twenty-six subsidiaries.
1: Yes, a ball uh glass, uh, meat factory, in ensalum canary, leather, uh, sh- shoes. Uh, steel,
0: yes. And you had responsibility for all twinnesses. Yes, yes, yes.
1: And it was nice.
0: What was nice about it? The
1: the opportunity to (laughs) use what I had learned and to see transformation through communication. I don't even want to call it communication. Through engagement. And uh, it was Lovely and and it challenged me. I remember I'd traveled to all the uh, different subsidiaries and come back, and in the night I couldn't sleep because I wanted to generate a newsletter for the whole uh, organization, the holding company. At that time, it was really, really lovely. But before that, I had uh, done the work, I mean, at U.S. Information Service, and that's where I chanced upon what. My heart wanted communication for developing nations because I had studied um, communication at the School of Communication Studies. It was public relations and journalism with a little bit of auditing of broadcast, but I felt that there was something that else that was needed. And Kwame Karakari saw that in me. He saw that hunger and he would send me to go and cover things like, he taught us journalism. He would send me to go and cover things like concert parties because that is something that I had grown up with. And so I was able to get admission to Cornell University in the USA, and study this, and come back, and then I was invited by a Ghana National Petroleum Corporation to go and deal with their exploration-related cross-cultural needs, because they had a lot of rig workers coming, a lot of uh, exploration companies coming, and there was a need for, as part of investor relations, to do cross-cultural communication. But when I went in there, I thought, you need more than that. So without anyone telling me, I just did a study, I did a survey from the security man to the manager. And then I wrote a paper on establishing a solid communications department for gnpc little did i know that gnpc at that time had had petrobras do a review and undp do a review of their work and they had indicated that a public affairs department would so when i did it it was taken to the management meeting and then i was taken to the board to go and present and i presented and that was my journey through at GNPC.
0: So and a volunteering opportunity.
1: Exactly. And the the study that I did, they didn't know about it too. So it was like, wow.
0: Almost prophetic.
1: So I even with the security and all that. I mean, in cross cultural communication, you don't apply deploy. Uh, survey instruments done in one language in another language. Mm. So I sat down and translated into Akan and worked with people to translate it into Hausa and all that. At that time we didn't have the security men, we had, you know, watchmen and they couldn't read and write and uh, I translated and what I did was I would take it and ask another person who, let's say, could speak Hausa or Ga, and say, ask this person this question, and I ask her what is your understanding of it. So the results I got were really authentic. Oh, was I happy? i was so happy. So based how many years that, ago was this? This was in 1989, 90.
0: Yeah, they So there you're talking probably about. Of- Thirty years ago, yes, and you still have the same glint in your yes, eyes when you're talking about it. It
1: was so nice, and that was when uh, GNPC was at Osu in the old Black Star Line building, right. and we had a little outlet at PFI on the. It was it was called PFI because a company called PFI had been operating from there. It was nice because I had data. I mean, for me as a communication specialist. Creative communication work without a
0: scientific
1: basis is
0: useless. Say it again. (laughs) Say it again. You said it so (laughs) beautifully. It's creative
1: communication work without a scientific basis is useless. But it's usually difficult for people to sit down and do the analytical work. That is why at Stratcom Africa we say we blend the science and the art of communication. And if you look at our logo, at the bottom of it is think, focus. You think, that's the analytical work. I mean, people say, I'll develop a brochure for you. Please give me a, uh, uh, can you uh, develop content for my social media page, post this for me. That's, it's like, Going to a doctor and taking paracetamol when the pain is actually from an infection. We need to get to the root and deal with the infection
0: whilst we manage the pain. Two things come to my mind, two other propositions that we've had so far. and two words, correct me if I'm wrong, one is engagement, one is understanding. Am I right? Yes. yes. Are, these, be, are these the pillars of your, your thinking pattern? It's
1: empathy. Okay you see you have to be empathetic enough i always say that effective communication begins and ends with the other and when i say the other it's not just the sender but the receiver also understanding the other this requires intense analytical work an engineer will never put steel and concrete in soil to build a a bridge without testing the integrity of the soil and its ability to hold the steel and concrete. That is soil that you can see, the mind of a human being that you can't see. You can't deposit messages into them, in the mind, without an appreciation of how the message is going to be processed. So I had to
0: do would this. Would you say that, and, and we'll go back to your GMPC experience, and then very importantly how it's transitioned to tra- um, STRATCOM, but would you say that we have a penchant for, for taking tools and using them without understanding the antecedents, the, 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 the beginnings, how they can be really applied?
1: We disseminate information we transmit information and imagine we are communicating we use tools we inflict tools of information delivery on people and say that we are communicating we're not many resources because communication is a process of information sharing for mutual understanding it's a process of analysis, creation, and analysis. You cannot deliver information to somebody and say you have communicated. You've only given information. You have communicated when you take time to understand the reality of the other.
0: And that's where empathy comes in. And that's what empathy comes in. And engagement comes in. Engagement
1: the comes in. So you engage not only with the mouth, the spoken. You engage with the mind. So you go into a communication situation with your body, soul, and mind. Mm. You gather data, and so. <laughs> That's why, I mean, in Fancy, for instance, it means that you can't even deal with the information that has it because it is not based on the reality of the other. So what happens, for instance, is a lot of development work, a lot of development resources, and it's really painful, are poured into communities. And we come back and say, They are illiterate, so they didn't accept the development idea. And I humbly say, you are so illiterate about their illiteracy Mm. that you did not communicate with them. You had no business being in their environment.
0: How can public relations work with these units to engender the empathy you talk about, the engagement you talk about and the understanding of the people that you talk about
1: by starting from internal you see the internal people decision makers the people who go into the field have to be helped to have that empathy a lot of you go to a lot of organizations and one of the values they have is respect and a lot of the time it is imagined that the respect is limited to co-worker respect. But empathy means you respect the other person. Effective communication starts with effective listening. Mm. And you listen out of respect for the other. So if you're going to go and educate a community about a project you're doing, and you go and tell them about the uh, project, and you don't draw from them what they think about the project? How do you ensure community consent? And sometimes it's superficial.
0: She starts with listening. Not,
1: not not because the companies want to do that, but unfortunately, for a number of companies, maybe they're dealing with the hardware, and therefore the soft, what they call the soft things, which I call the power stuff, because. You can throw a dynamite into a rock to bring out your gold and your oil and other things. But you can't throw a dynamite into the mind of somebody. You will need to engage them and draw them out. And when you go to do a project where a farmer has his farm or a fisherman has to go and fish, you need to recognize that where your treasure is, there their treasure is also. So with a license from Accra, you can't come to my hometown and ask me to get off
0: my heritage and give it to you. Which draws me to, um, and I remember a story you told exactly <laughs> ten and a half years ago on the roadshow in hey. you were speaking about your professional journey and you were talking about the gathering of seismic data um, bond. And on uh, on the rigs
1: yes.
0: and the fishermen to doing their legitimate fishing and the battle for supremacy as it were, for lack of a better word, exactly. each one feeling that other was encroaching in exactly. their space and how you resolved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to that story for the benefit of those who haven't been part of this virtual universe, And I won't play you back, let me ask you the same question again. Mm-hmm. How did you resolve that conundrum between those who were, had their mining or their, their oil and the drilling license and were gathering their data on the seas and the fishermen who were gathering their fish on the seas and...
1: Understandably, the um, technical guys, the uh, geologists, etc. They had timelines. I mean, these rigs are really expensive. The seismic vessels are really expensive. Downtime could mean a million dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, and all that. And they thought, look, we are doing this for the good of all of us, and therefore, get them out of the way. That's so the fish they, folk. Yeah, get the fish of folk out of the way, because if a net gets caught in the seismic apparatus. It could really be really expensive, and it could re- derail the whole process. so the idea was get navy boats, get them off and I said, How can you do that? There's an easier way to do that. Go and have a chat with them, Tell them we're going to do the seismic thing for five days, so they should an- announce in the community so that people will store up protein because without going to fish children are going to be deprived of protein and people are going to be deprived of their livelihood whilst you are getting your salary for meeting your targets so it became a battle i remember i got bashed but i didn't give up cuz i knew that they didn't understand i knew that whilst you know you are studying about the psychology of human beings. Other people are also studying about rocks. So you need to help them to understand. So I went to the community, I met with chief fishermen. Fortunately, I speak Fanti. Fortunately, I went to school. What do you Seoul. call it? Cultural? The mm-hmm. cultural Cross cultural right. yes, So
0: this f- obviously couldn't have been done by somebody who doesn't come from Ghana or possibly from the community. No. You need to speak their language. You need to Expect
1: speak. But Jericho fans a profile mix <laughs> to Right. so we went, we had a discussion with them, they understood and we told them the benefit for the community oh. and the, and they ended up being the people guarding
0: the Yes. Don't tell me they use a town crier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did.
0: They, I they, did. They did.
1: In a lot of in a lot of my projects no, so I've trained town criers to communicate
0: the message. You, you know why my man went, went to town town crier? Because that is where it all began for me. Yes. So
1: I, I use I've written a lot of projects on town crier. At Cornell University, one of the project that i got a plus 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 4 was writing about communication systems in ghana and they were just overwhelmed because I, I, I you know for christians let me use that example jesus goes to the beach looks at her and comes back and says come and i will make you fishes of men he didn't say, "I'll make you architects of salvation, who engineer, and, uh, you know, heavenly paths of people or whatever." Come, and I will make you fisher. He stepped into their reality, right.
0: and look at Jesus at the well. But that is the same thing you're talking about. It's you're talking about engagement, engagement, understanding, understanding, understanding. empathy. Yes. Let me ask you about something that is on my mind. You see, two things are in my mind right now, and I can't let you go without asking them. One is about governments, governmental authority. I'm not talking about any particular government, but yeah. governmental authority. Yeah. Just listening to what you described, I can imagine the frustration of government communicators and government people who feel, but we are doing this for the people, and they, they're not giving us credit, they, they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Should we change our approach, not just in dealing with stakeholders, in places of where you have a mining license also and so on, but in the whole developmental value chain, should we change our approach to communication of developmental projects and government activities? Should we change our approach?
1: I've always said that there can never be good governance without effective communication. That will be my answer. Without effective communication, There is no good governance. So you think that you're doing everything your best and you're voted out because you did not engage, you did not empathize. And it's not just about telling them I'll do this for you and do that for you. They will listen, but you have to engage. You have to make contact. And making contact means you understand the real need. And you've been truthful about what it is that you're doing. And a lot of the times also you find that leaders lead themselves without a following. The following, they are there. But they are not being led by you. They are leading you into failing. Because you think that you're giving them what you want. You're giving yourself what you want. There can never be good governance. And it starts with Without listening. effective. It starts with listening. It starts with empathy. Because if you want somebody to follow you. You need to know what it takes for
0: them to follow you. You know this is. I've enjoyed this so much. Because you speak. As an authority, even Mm -hmm. Jesus, he said he spoke as an authority (laughs) and not like the scribes. You love communication, it flows through everything that you do. do. Let me end on the note of opportunity. For many CEOs like you, one of the biggest challenges you will face is people throwing their CVs at you and people hustling your life and saying, I need a job. How do we expand the? frontiers of economic opportunity? How do we get many more people to live out their dreams, look after their families? Your closing thoughts on that because it's very dear to my heart.
1: I think that we need to um, try and think and analyze uh, circles of opportunity. And it comes from appreciating the need. So, in starting Stratcom Africa, for instance, as I said, I started with young people who felt that because they had read arts, there was no hope for them. And I made them, I helped them to understand that, arts, as in, as in uh, your, arts. no, social science, uh, English history, study of religions a lot of what i'm able to understand is because i studied african traditional religion i did religions up to university so I, i i understand you see the core of people's beliefs and behaviors are informed by their beliefs i may not be able to employ everybody but i try to look at opportunities that is why for instance i do a lot of training i do leadership training they're very good leaders who may be having a lot of challenges because they're not good communicators. So I do a lot of leadership uh, training and leadership communication and evolving organizational cultures. A lot of us stay, uh, spend a lot of time at work, eight to five, sometimes more, and we're not happy because the culture there doesn't work for us.
0: Anjesta, it's been one of those times where you are forced to rethink what you've always framed in terms of a subject matter and today you've left me with three words that i'll think about for a long time the first is empathy and then also you've talked about engagement and understanding and i can tell you that every single lesson you've shared sits on this three-legged butcher
1: <laughs> <laughs> my, my butcher from commander that's you know. how i did that project you know I changed the butchia, I did burners for funo, the mud funo, so people were not using um, firewood anymore and the chocolate smoker, we changed it to gas fuel.
0: I want to thank you on behalf of the many people who you have mentored and the many people (laughs) that you've allowed God to use you to touch with your life and I'm sure we'll do this conversation again because there's so much more that I'd like to explore. With you, Madam Mr. Koba. but let me just, for the benefit of our, our listeners and viewers, share the lessons I'm, I've packed for today. And I am sure there will be a big debate on social media about which one is the favorite. I always tell myself this is it until I hear another one. I say no, this is this one, too is my favorite. So I, I conclude by saying they are all my favorites. So let, let's let's go through them. The first one is the world as a garden, and our responsibility is to celebrate the flora and the fauna, as a God-given assignment. The second one is about the beautiful Ghana. you talked about beautiful ideas, beautiful people, beautiful plants, beautiful talents, and then a healthier and a wealthier people. Then the third one was about talents, rethinking our careers and exploring how to expand the frontiers of our talents. The fourth, you said growing up you didn't think about communication. You thought about first development and then promoting mutual understanding, and you didn't link it to communication. The fit was how the town crier and the local hawkers—that's okay, one of my favourites. I must <laughs> tell you, the 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 the, the, yes, the deal del- Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I have the, it in my office. I yes,
1: see. the deal room. Come to our office. I've seen you have an Edison uh art yes. piece here yes. and I got Edison to do the town crier the linguist and all that symbolizing the essence of the work that Stratcom Africa does it's at our reception and I
0: should come there take a picture <laughs> with it. so <laughs> that was the fifth point about the town crier and the local hawkers what can them for, panel, uh, panel for, for <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Chifua is eggs. Yes.
1: You know, jete. Jete, je cash. You <laughs> say, jete. Jete, je. jete.
0: Oh, no, you're a pan. Jete, 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 jete. Okay, so, okay so, 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 so eggs I baked, is...
1: my mother baked. Oh, so okay. I, yeah. You should talk
0: about that part of oh, you when you come oh next
1: time. Oh, I sold market. Wow. You did? Yes.
0: With the bread on your head?
1: No, we sat there with rice and biscuits and other things. And sold?
0: Yeah. Let me show. Uh, no, I will
1: mean, say a good name is better than material riches. Wonderful. I'll ask you
0: to celebrate your mother before yes. before we close. <laughs> the sixth was about Saito. You talk about going to public school in your formative years mm-hmm. and learning everything that you you know from there and I commented on the fact that you speak impeccable Queen's English and yes to so speak fantasy so well and today's parents you see speak English all the way and yet you are able to do both. The seventh was about PR pioneering. And you said you went to com school learn journalism but it was at USIS that so you found where your heart really is and that is communication for national development and you pursued it and enjoyed the challenge of Pioneering communications, wherever you went. The eighth is about creative communication work without a scientific basis. is useless. Thank you. And it I'm starts... So sorry, but no, but I love it. It starts with good data. That's yeah. what you said. Number nine is about empathy. And those were where the two other points came in. Engagement, understanding. And you said, if effective communication begins and ends with the other person, and very often we disseminate information and assure ourselves that we are communicating we are speaking to ourselves, and not to the other party. last one is about governance. You said there can't be good governance without effective no. communication. And you beautifully summed that by saying that's how, that's how some, sometimes a leadership team or a government can assume that they are communicating and wonder why their work is not being appreciated or they get voted out. And you say we must rethink how we engage with people how we understand them, and how we show empathy. And it started, with Listening. <laughs> oh, you do all. As, as the young pussy, you do all. <laughs> let's, let's, let's end on the note of your mother. We didn't talk mm-hmm. about your feet, but it shines mm-hmm. through everything you see. But let's end on the note of your mother. Mm-hmm. The last time you were here, you talked about your mother.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Work. And
0: for the benefit of mothers out there who are working so hard, and parents who are sacrificing everything for their children. Minister to them in a minute, Mm -hmm. especially to the mothers. Give them hope that what they are doing is not in vain. Speak to your mother listening to you today. Your work is not in vain, mother.
1: I had my mother for only 11 years. She died when I was 11, but I can assure you that she invested so much in me from everything she did, she did on a daily basis, from cooking with me, singing whilst we are washing clothes, fetching water from the uh, standpipe out there, taking me to an entertainment like kakeku, and coming home and unpacking with me the lessons from the kakeku concert, and giving me weighty lessons like. Joy is Jesus, others, and yourself. Which sums up for me, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And love your neighbor as yourself. So for me, even the work I do is glorifying God. Making making my neighbor benefit from the talents that God has given me. And eating from the works of my hand. And fine, and also telling me that a good name is better than material riches. Zinpa yesin Ahunya. When you come to the Stratcom Africa reception, that is boldly written is there. Is it written in Fanti? It's written in Fanti and translated into English as a bottle.
0: Mention your mother's name.
1: Ah, Victoria Adwa Asawa Koba Ne some. And one of the things that I think she helped me with, she would say, "I'm to I'm not that patient. But it helped me to evolve over time myself, my philosophy, that there's no point in bearing grudges. Love is such a healer. Like the biblical sower, every day you go out with seeds, some will fall on fertile ground, some will fall on stones. You will have ideas that will be trampled upon. You know, learn lessons from those that have been trampled upon, that didn't germinate or started germinating and died. And celebrate those that yield a hundredfold two thousand fold and all that so all these I grew up with because my mother sowed in me and nurtured me to hopefully bloom to the glory of God and to the benefit of
0: others in Jesus name, in Amen 11 years of investment of, of, of Auntie Victoria has brought the fruit that we celebrate today, my guest for today in the engine room has been the beautiful Auntie Esther Koba. She's just made my day in the past. I love communication. You know that, so I've just enjoyed just, just being with her and listening to her unpack her three pillars. Empathy, engagement, and understanding. Let's have this beautiful conversation on social media about which of these lessons spoke to your situation the most, and what are you carrying away to make you an even better person as a result of this conversation. So we come your way again. Next week, I want to say a big thank you to you once again, Madam Koba, for your time. And God bless you, the family, bless and also Stratcom Africa. May God continue to watch over you and expand the frontiers of your influence Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all out there for listening and watching us every single week. Thank you to MTN, Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Business. Let me remind you on Tuesday, page 18. Auntie Esther's thoughts, lessons, and ideas. Unpack the full page. It's out there. Find it. Enjoy it. And learn from it as a result of this conversation. So we come here again next week. My name is Albert Okran saying God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. We are out.